You better split like a banana before you get folded like an omelet, gamer. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That can be its own soundbite. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, isn't that fucking... That should be in the trailer for the show. Okay, yeah. No, I know. <laughs> you I'm better kidding. split like a banana before you get folded like an omelet, gamer. I fucking love that. Okay, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Way to start this week, babe. Thank you. Hi, guys. Hello. It's Nikki. And Tyler. And this is Paige Turners. And Barton Mashers. <laughs> I don't... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh man, even I don't know. That was great. <laughs> uh, maybe we should start with uh, any business. Any biz. Do you have any business? Uh, not really. Did we tell people we got married? We did. Yeah, we sure fucking did. Okay. Because it was like the same week. <laughs> That's true. That's and then, true. Like two weeks later, it was your birthday episode. Yeah. And it was a long episode. It was. Uh, and then this week, nothing's happening except for the end of July. <laughs> Woo! Isn't that weird? It's though? no longer my birthday month. I know. I really enjoyed July this year. July was good. This year, right? Yeah. I something about we it. We went to our first official like sports event together as a couple, just us. As husband and wife as well. But yeah. yes. Just as a couple. Yeah. And it was fun. It was awesome. We went, we went to uh, football or soccer, whichever. But football. Our, we're our local uh, soccer club. Yeah, the ALS team, the affiliates for Chicago Fire. I mean, cool. we can just tell them that it's Forward Madison yeah, because they know we're Wisconsinites. Fucking flamingos, baby. Guys, I was so distracted by a dancing flamingo. I I don't even know what. We've to gone say about full that. mingo. We went full mingo. Yeah. And I'm. Not a sponsor, but I wish. I wish. <laughs> I was so proud. I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> we walked into the, uh, what was it? We walked into the gear store. Yeah. And we spent like $140 yeah. on just uh, uh, gear. We got two new shirts, two new, new hats, hats, and a brand new blanket. Yeah. <laughs> We've gone full mango. We went full mango. I'm going to buy a jersey at some point. We might do like season tickets. Let's be serious because yeah. of how much we loved it. And the next one, we're like so stoked for it. Uh, this isn't a sports podcast, but <laughs> you're a part of our lives, so who cares? And th this is a life update. I feel like we need to give more of these because we, ha we don't really do that. I know. So I think it's cool to share that we... We have lives. Yeah, we did sports <laughs> things, guys. Yeah. Also, I got a new tattoo. That did happen. Uh, yeah, it's uh, at the it's it's flaking off and it's itchy, mm -hmm. and I only got it last Wednesday, which is pretty great actually for a week's uh, yeah. healing time. And it's a spooky tattoo. It's got a coffin. It's got a planchet smashing the coffin. There's bats coming out of that coffin. It's got flowers. It's, it's Nikki in a nutshell. It really is. That's. It's cute, spooky, and confusing. <laughs> and I need to plan to get my D&D quarter sleeve. Yeah, I know. Ah. He's going to be sleeved out, too. Yep. Yeah, so <laughs> those are our updates for our life. <laughs> what about you guys? Yeah. <laughs> Tell us. Yeah. Like, email us. Right in. I was trying to make a Send joke. A <laughs> like, oh, respond to us right now. Like, <laughs> I know, I know, yeah. I know what was happening. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, but like, seriously, tell us how your lives are going. Yeah. We're not impersonable. Ooh. 
uh, your tattoo artist posted your... Beautiful! Yeah. Yeah, if you want to go see that, follow uh, Grand Theft Audra on yes. Instagram. And uh, my sleeve is, or my quarter sleeve is on there. And yes. I'm so stoked about it. Let me tell you, though, getting the inner part of my bicep tattooed, I could feel that both in my upper neck and my armpit. <laughs> and that was the worst feeling. When I got my chest tattooed, when it was lower, when she yeah. was doing like the little uh, hilt of the blade, I yeah. felt it in my nipple. Yeah. And it's nowhere near it. It's on his chest. Yeah. It's, yeah. And I was, <laughs> he did not get his nipple tattooed. Yeah, I was just sitting there and I was just like, oh, that's fucking, it feels like she's digging into my nipple right now. This is so uncomfortable. <laughs> and then she lifted up and like, that was near the end of it. So then I went into the bathroom and looked in the mirror and mm-hmm. saw that it was, it was very clear of the nipple. And I was like, why did I feel that in my nipple? I... I was fortunate to be able to actually see her working on my arm. Yeah, I couldn't and, do this. Yeah, no, I could see it. And I was stupid enough to get it on my dominant arm because I'm lopsided with my tattoos. And I'm like, I need to balance this out. This is weird. Balance. Yep. And this is my seventh tattoo. And this is the first one where I was just like, holy shit, I feel it in all the wrong places <laughs> where it's getting tatted. Except for my hip where I felt it in my butt, but she actually tattooed part of my butt. So like, yeah. That did happen. Now we know how that feels and I never want to get a butt tattoo. <laughs> like, ever. Yeah. Um. So that's enough about tattoo talk. We were supposed to tell you about actual news, which we don't really have too many things. We still have that ongoing book giveaway. Um, I'm thinking about... Nobody wants to partake in for some reason. I'm thinking about doing another sort of giveaway as well, if people really want that. I'm thinking about giving away a couple of my DS games. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, uh, if you guys also possibly want a a Nintendo 2DS, 3DS game, you gotta leave a review. (laughs) 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 The same rules apply for the books as they do the games, Please let me know. I might actually give away some of my PS3 games. My PS3 games, not Tyler's. I promise. Because I will be playing them for the podcast. Yeah, but anything that I'm pretty much done with that we can't get elsewhere, that we can get elsewhere, I should say, um, they're all yours. Like, Mm -hmm. just... Same rules apply, leave a review, give us proof, and you're in. Like, that's it. And tell us which one you want. And tell us which one you want. Seriously. That'll make it easier on us. Yeah, 1,000%. Because things are challenging. Yep. (laughs) Anyway. Any whores. Sure. (laughs) Yeah, we're, we're off strong today. Yes. So, I decided this week that I was going to read uh, two other books, but I lost my attention span and instead decided to tell you the original stories of two classics that have been retold and have had the same themes used many times over. But then I got distracted and the second story took too long. (laughs) So today is us breaking down just one of them. And now that I decided last minute, a couple very short, they're not even fables, really. They're just like things to tell you that they're like moral stories. Moral stories. Yeah. All it's right. the only way I can describe them. So uh, the first one is Cinderella by uh, the Grimm brothers. Oh. Yeah. Brothers Grimm? Brothers Grimm, which is by far one of my favorite movies. You, you sounded so like excited when I said it like that. Well, it's one of my favorite movies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But isn't that like their actual title? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and on... 
I have the Harvard Classics uh, book, which has this beautiful binding on it, which is starting to tear because of age, and it's it's very near and dear to my heart. And it only says on the on the um, binding, Aesop, Grimm, and Anderson. Oh. So it only goes by their last names. Okay. So I can never remember their actual first titles except for Hans Christian. That one's easy. Yeah. Hans. Hans. Hello. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> let me tell you, I was going to do The Little Sea Maid by Hans Christian Andersen, and then it got wordy and weird, and I was just like, what is this? Anyway, wordy and weird sounds about right. You know my attention span. It's terrible. <laughs> uh, so... We start where any good story begins, with death. As the wife of a rich man fell sick, she told her daughter to be good and pious, and then the good God will always protect her. Thee, is what she really said. Mm. And I will look down on there from heaven and be near thee. Then she died. (laughs) Kind of crazy, harsh last words, but it's not my story. (laughs) Uh, Every day the maiden went out to her mother's grave and wept. Then by the following spring, her father had remarried, which mm-hmm. that's not that long. No, but, you know, to each of their own. Yeah, you know, if you find that, if you find that honey, <laughs> I know. I I don't know where I was gonna go with that statement. <laughs> I don't know. If you either. find that honey, might as well indulge. I'm not gonna lie though. Uh, shout out to Chicklet Podcast for having me on for their Ever After episode. Mm-hmm. That movie actually stuck pretty damn close to this version. Oh, okay. Of it. Except one of the sisters was nice. Is is this the version where her name is Ashputl instead of... Um, or is that just the... This is the English translation of the Grimm story. Okay. So it's going to say Cinderella. Yeah. Um, However, yes, it's pretty much the similar story from okay. what I know. Sweet. Yeah, I'm I'm very familiar with the original tellings of Ashputl. like... Ashputl. Ashputl. Yep. Which means, like, Ash Maiden. Yeah. Uh, So, the woman had two daughters that were described as fair of face, but vile and black of heart. (laughs) So, they weren't ugly. They just were terrible. They -hmm. took her nice clothes and dressed her in in an old gray bedgown and gave her wooden shoes. Oh. And then made into their servant. Mm Mm-hmm. Their father's alive. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> the, the papa's still alive i feel like people tend to forget that in the original the father never died yeah he was always around and he just let this happen to his he was daughter just like no nah, that's the, that's fine that was gucci yeah <laughs> <laughs> they named her cinderella as she always looked dusty from sleeping next to the fire mm-hmm. one day as her father left he asked what the girls wanted him to bring back the stepsisters wanted pearls and jewels dresses as well Cinderella only wanted the first branch that knocks against his hat on his way home. So he did it as he promised and brought them what they asked for, even the hazel twig that knocked off his hat. <laughs> she thanked him, then planted it on her mother's grave, then cried so much she watered it. <laughs> it grew and eventually became a handsome tree. She would go out three times a day to pray and cry, and a little white bird landed on the tree. Anything she asked of it, it would bring. Oh, yeah. You remember the bird now? Yes, I do. Yep. I'm so happy that you're covering this book. Yeah. Or this story. This is one of like my all-time favorite stories. So. <laughs> well, see, I was trying to find Beauty and the Beast as well because that's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. But uh, 
it's neither of these three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm like, fuck, right, she's French. Anyway. Bonjour. Bonjour. Uh, randomly, we time jump, and the king announced that there was to be a festival to last three days. Woo. All women were invited so that his son could find a bride. Naturally, her sisters told her to dress them up and make them look nice. Mm-hmm. She mentioned that she, of course, would like to go as well, but they called her dusty and dirty and not worthy. <laughs> However, her stepmother told her that she emptied out a dish of lentils into the ashes for her. If she was able to pick them out in two hours, she could go. Mm-hmm. She rushed off to take care of it and asked her birdie friends to help. Good into the pot, bad into the crop. Then two white pigeons, then two turtle doves came in to help. They picked and picked and picked. Before an hour even passed, they were done. Woo. Her stepmother was like, nah, you don't have clothes. Do the lentil thing again. You have one hour. <laughs> so she called on her birds again, and they helped her pick again. For her... Wow. Before. <laughs> I said before. 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 Before half an hour had passed. Sorry. She was done. She went to go show her stepmother that she was hella excited to go. But her stepmother was like, nice. You still don't have any clothes. Mm-hmm. You'd make an embarrassment out of us. Bye. Deuces. She, of course, was devastated, and so she went out to the hazel tree. You know, the one she cried into growing healthy and strong. Mm-hmm. Well, she went over to it and cried again. And she said, shiver and quiver, little tree, silver and gold throw down over me. So the bird that resides in the tree threw a silver and gold dress down to her, along with slippers. As they do. Uh, yeah, I know, because it's like, this tree is magical, duh. Duh. <laughs> Duh. Fucking stupid. <laughs> Along with the slippers embroidered with silk and silver. I'm sorry, did you just say slippers? Slippers? <laughs> really did I say slippers? I think you did. Whoopsies. <laughs> <laughs> slippers. <laughs> Along with slippers. Well, they were embroidered with silk and silk. Silk and silver. <laughs> I am. It is a Tuesday night, guys. Okay. Silk and silk. I might as well be drinking. Extra silk. <laughs> Hell yeah. Extra silk on them shoes. Uh, she put on the dress and she went to the festival. Her stepmother, of course, didn't recognize her. She thought she must be a foreign princess because of how beautiful she looked. Mm-hmm. So when the prince went to meet her, they danced immediately. Anyone else that would ask to dance with her would get the response that she is his partner. Mm. And that's it. Oh. They danced all evening when she got tired and she wanted to go home the prince was like i'll go home with you and give you some company because he wanted to know who she belonged to Mm. which i'm like misogyny that didn't age well (laughs) misogyny yeah it's like who do you belong to uh myself myself (laughs) dickwad uh she escaped from him though and leapt into the pigeon's house the prince waited until her father came, and he wondered if the person was Cinderella. Mm-hmm. So he brought a pickaxe to tear down the house with, and then he did. <laughs> sure. But no one was inside it. Okay, that's a violent response to try and see if that's your daughter. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Duh. <laughs> when they got back home, though, she was amongst the ashes and near a little lamp. Basically, she ran home, changed out of the dress and shoes, left them for the bird to take back. And the next day, 
She called out to the bird and asked for the dress to come down again. However, this dress was even more beautiful than the last one. Mm-hmm. Again, the prince approached her and immediately danced with her, allowing nobody else to dance with her for the entire day. Which is exhausting, if you ask me. Like, jeez. Yes. When she was ready to leave, he followed her and watched to see which house she came from. But she disappeared into the garden behind the house, where she climbed the tree and disappeared again. Actually, she climbed a tree. It was a pear tree. <laughs> Sneaky bitch. Yep. I'm sorry. <laughs> Her father appeared again, this time axe in tow, and the prince told him what he saw. So he cut down a pear tree. Nice. Nobody's in particular. Just a pear tree? Just a very beautiful pear tree Mm. that he just decided to axe down to see if his daughter was in it. That's fucking hilarious. (laughs) Are you there, honey? Ka-chunk! He was expecting her to fall out in a tree unscathed. She's in there, I swear. I know she's in there, but let me cut it down to make sure she's safe. What? She's in there. Because that makes a ton of sense. She's up in that tree. (laughs) I'm going to find her. Anyway, nobody was in the tree. (laughs) When she got back to the house, she was back in her ashes. She jumped out of the other side of the tree, removed the dress, and returned it to the grave and changed. Mm Mm-hmm. On the third day, she went out to the tree once everyone had gone, and she asked the bird for a dress again. This one was the best yet. The slippers were gold, and when she went to the ball, nobody could speak because of her beauty. Mm. And again, she and the prince danced the entire fucking evening. Mm-hmm. Which is exhausting. <laughs> I was exhausted by the end of this story, <laughs> thinking about how much they fucking danced. I'm yeah that's that's a lot it's too much it's a lot yeah i dance for one night and i'm like sore for three days i feel that (laughs) is it because we're old maybe but no no we're just tired when i dance i go all out yeah same anyway again she wanted to leave and she escaped him and he wasn't able to follow however he didn't want her to leave so bad that he he asked for the whole staircase to be covered in pitch which is just another word for tar yeah i I just really not gonna lie i was really hoping he didn't want her to leave so badly so he chopped off her legs but i know that didn't happen i just really wanted that to be what you said but it's appropriate (laughs) you're not going anywhere bitch it's okay we're gonna get bloody here soon yeah i know that's normal um No, so he, he tarred the whole fucking staircase so he could see who she was. But no, only her slipper stuck to it. He grabbed the shoe and told his father, nobody should be his wife except for the one whose foot fits the shoe. Mm-hmm. Her stepsisters were glad because apparently they have pretty feet. The oldest sister went to her room with a shoe. Did we just time travel? I don't know. And <laughs> she wanted to try it on and she couldn't get her big toe into it. Crazy. While her mother was like, next to the door she was like all right cut off your toe yeah <laughs> while handing her a knife do it yep after all she's a qu- when she's a queen she won't need to be on foot anymore so she did wait they're back in like medi- they're back at their house yeah no but they're back in medieval times right oh sure she's dying of dysentery or whatever a fucking a yeah it's not dysentery this would be gangrene uh, sure 
Yeah. Any, whatever the fucking disease is. Well, it's funny because it's like at that point, well, think of how the Civil War handled any injuries. They were like, oh, well, you got shot in the leg. You have like maybe three hours before the gangrene sets in. Let's just cut off the whole fucking leg. Yeah. It'd pretty much be the same situation. It's like, oh, you cut off your toe to fit in a shoe. Uh, we only have a couple hours before the gangrene sets in. Let's just cut off your whole fucking leg. I just, you know what's kind of <laughs> fucked up, but also kind of funny? Somebody in my life recently lost his leg due to it being gangrenous. Oh, God. It, okay. It, you know who it is. Oh, yes. No, yeah. I do. And I'm just, we're sitting here fucking joking about it. I'm just sitting here like, no, this works. <laughs> <laughs> He chose not to be. A, he chose not to get a peg leg. That's a missed opportunity. Yeah, no, we know. Well, uh, we're not going to mention who this person is. Let's just say we don't like him. Yeah. Um, Obviously, because I think it's hilarious. Yep. But... Anyway, <laughs> where was I? She cut off her big toe. Yes. Okay. And gangrene. Yep. So <laughs> she did. She shoved her foot in the shoe, swallowing her pain, which I'm like, ew. And the prince saw he took her to ride off into the sunset. Of course, they had to ride past the grave in the tree. Two doves had seen and warned him to look at the shoe because there's blood. It's too small for her and the true bride waits for him. So he looked and, yep, blood streaming from the shoe. Nice. So he turned the horse around and took her back home. (laughs) The next daughter took her turn, but this one's heel was too large. And just like a good mother would do, she told her to cut off her heel and handed her a knife. <laughs> Probably the same knife. Let's they be didn't. Serious. They didn't clean the shoe either. No, I, I know. imagine. No, I know. It's just. <laughs> so she did and shoved her foot thing. into the same slipper that her sister just bled into. Yeah. <laughs> then shoved Duh. the prince, and off they rode into the sunset, past the tree and grave yet again, where the birds told him to look, and again, her. Foot is bloody. She's fucking birds, man. I know, they're great, though. <laughs> but it was staining her white stocking. So, that makes sense. Oh. Then he turned the horse the around and took her back home. And he was like, yeah, not this one either. <laughs> is there anyone else? And her dad was like, yeah, there's a stunted little kitchen wench my late wife left me. But that's right, he's a dickwad. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah, like, I forgot about me, that. sir, that is your daughter? I forgot about that, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's this bitch in the kitchen. Uh, my... Literally! Yeah. They call her a kitchen witch. It's like, that's your daughter. There's a kitchen hoppy. That my late wife left me. There's a kitchen hoppy. Wow. Anyways, the prince demanded to see her. Yes. Uh, So she washed her face and, face, face and hands and then asked her to try on the shoe. And of course, it fit like hey! a glove, even though... <laughs> try on this bloody slipper. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Try so, this on real quick, please. It's the only one we got. Just try it on. It's fine. Ugh, gross. We haven't cleaned it. We haven't even sanitized it. <laughs> we haven't even Here tried. Puts it on just... Just... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, he was still happy about it. And it recon- fits! It <laughs> recognized her immediately. Her stepmother and sisters were upset, but he took her on his horse and they rode off. My dude has a foot fetish. Oh, really? The, like, legit. Think about it. He only recognized her after her shoe fit. 
Oh, that's fucking He weird. only <gasps> recognized her via her feet. It's a royal foot fetish. He has a foot fetish. It's canon. That's going to be part of the title. <laughs> Write it down. <laughs> sure. Now you know how we name yeah. these things. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, the birds said that she was the right person as they passed the tree, and the birds also landed on her shoulders, one on each. They remained there. When the wedding happened, the sisters tried to gain favor with Cinderella, but the birds each pecked out one of their eyes. They tried to come back, and the birds did it again. And because of how wicked they were, they were punished with blindness. The end. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's, you nailed it. Oh, God. I just, I can't. Yeah. The absolute ridiculousness of this. No, it's great. Is going to just get better. Okay. So. I decided to read a couple uh, little stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're barely a paragraph each, let's be serious, of a couple of Aesop's fables. Mm-hmm. And uh, the first one is called The Cock and the Pearl. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> a cock was once strutting up and down the farmyard among the hens when suddenly he espied something shining amid the straw. Ho, ho, quoth he, that's for me, and soon rooted out from the beneath the straw. What did it turn out to be but a pearl that by some chance had been lost in the yard? You may be a treasure, quoth Master Cock. <laughs> to men that prize you, but for me I would rather have a single barley corn than a peck of pearls. That's it. <laughs> that's... that's the whole thing. <laughs> Hold on, no, here's the thing. Precious things are for those that can prize them. Yeah. That's that's the thing. Wow. <laughs> that was such a good story. Wow. <sighs> Shall we do like one or two more? One more, yeah. Okay. That was. Uh, wow. Do you want to go the dog in the shadow or the man in the serpent? Man in the serpent. Okay. I think I've actually heard this one, so I'm excited. A countryman's son by accident trod upon a serpent's tail, which turned and bit him so that he died. The father, in a rage, got his axe, and pursuing the serpent, cut off part of its tail. So the serpent, in revenge, began stinging several of the farmer's cattle and caused him severe loss. Well, the farmer thought it best to make it up with the serpent and brought food and honey to the mouth of its lair and said to it, Let's forget and forgive. Perhaps you were right to punish my son and take vengeance on my cattle, but surely I was right in trying to revenge him. Now that we are both satisfied, why should we not be friends again? No, no, said the serpent. Take away your gifts. You can never forget the death of your son, nor I the loss of your tail, or loss of my tail. That is the end. <laughs> Injuries may be forgiven, but not forgotten. That's actually a pretty good one. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so the snake lost his tail. Yeah, he cut off his tail. Okay, that's most of the snake. Yep. <laughs> Is <laughs> he only a head? Just <laughs> bitch. <laughs> Just a head flopping around. Hey, fucker! And then he's like this, babe. He's like, he's rolling on the back of his head, like, hey, fucker! <laughs> I will never forget this. I will still bite you. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna do one more. Okay. Okay. This is called the ass and the lap dog. All right. A farmer one day came to the stables. Why is it always farmers? Anyway, a farmer one day came to the stables to see to his beasts of burden. Among them was his favorite, ass. <laughs> I don't know why I said it. Same, dude. 
Among them was his favorite ass that was always well-fed and often carried his master. Oh, God. <laughs> his <ass> Same, dude. <laughs> With the farmer came his lapdog, who danced about and licked his hands and frisked about as happy as could be. The farmer felt in his pocket, gave the lapdog some dainty food, and sat down while he gave his orders to his servants. What? How did that happen? Suddenly a servant's. Um, the lapdog jumped into his master's lap and lay there blinking while the farmer stroked his ears. The ass, saying this, broke loose, sorry, broke loose from his halter and commenced prancing about in imitation of the lapdog. The farmer could not hold his sides with laughter, so the ass went up to him and putting his feet upon the farmer's shoulder attempted to climb into his lap. <laughs> the farmer's servants rushed up with sticks and pitchforks and soon taught the ass that... Clumsy jesting is no joke. Oh. <laughs> that is the whole thing. Wow. I feel bad for the donkey. <laughs> Me too. The donkey was just like, yo, let's cuddle. I know. My guy. Okay. And those are the ones I'm going to do for this week. Okay. If you guys want me to do more of those, just let me know because I like the short ones because sometimes it's like, what? Yeah. That was, <laughs> that was good. I like the one with the snake. Me too. Yo, bitch. <laughs> Help. I still got a head. I'm going to fucking hack a <laughs> <laughs> uh, Anyway, shall um, we take a little breaky break? Let's do that. Breaky breaks. Almost a thousand years ago, the world of Anai experienced an event that changed the very dynamic of the world itself. A mysterious being, known only as the Chaos Bringer, brought upon this event which has been dubbed the Collapse. It was a usual day for those in the material realm. Empires were flourishing, cities rising, and people living. Then portals began to open. Mysterious objects appeared through them, from the Nine Hells to the Astral Plane, the Feywilds, and everything in between. As soon as these portals opened, they seemingly closed. Creatures, buildings, even entire biomes from the further realms remained. Landscapes were changed in an instant. Kingdoms emerged where wastelands once stood. Races and creatures that were thought to be extinct have returned. While nearly a millennium has passed and the changes have become a regular part of life, the scars of the collapse remain. Not all is lost, however. Alliances have been made, treaties signed, and life carried on. Unfortunately, even with these alliances being built, certain beings from every realm, both original and new, have made most uninhabited lands dangerous to traverse. A warning for those willing to travel these lands. Rumors have emerged that the Chaos Bringer is returning, but for what reason? Join us and find out, hopefully. The Button Masher's Realm is a monthly D&D campaign run by me, Ty. This is something I've been looking forward to for quite a while. You'll hear familiar voices along with some new ones once every month right here on Page Turners and Button Mashers, premiering in the near future, and I can't wait. See you then. <laughs> uh, hi, guys. He started with, I'm a dick, and then I hit play. Yeah, <laughs> I am. It happens. Hi, guys. Yeah, hi. How's your break? Mine was good. Yeah, mine was... I drank some water. Yep. Yep. I had a I had a juice box. Appy juice. I had appy juice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Um, gaming news, gaming news, gaming news. Um. You had some good deals today. There's yeah, uh, gaming deals on the systems. Good to go. I suggest checking them out weekly because they update on Tuesday at like 10 a.m. Central Time. Okay. Um. Uh, that 
would be... There's, like, a beta out for something along the line of, like, New Worlds or something like that. A lot of people are hyped about it. I feel it. like I've heard of that. I'm... I'm not I really... I mixing it up with Outer Worlds, Sorry. Probably, yeah. This is just New Worlds. I don't know. I'm not into it that much. Okay. So... That's a beta thing happening. Cool, guys. Hype. <laughs> All the enthusiasm in the world for that one. Woo. Oh, I do have a little bit of gaming news. Okay. Uh, I got to play a little bit of Skyward Sword a little after it came out. Mm-hmm. And it looks fucking beautiful. Yes. Especially with the remaster. They got rid of that, like... I only ever played it on the Wii U with the uh, Wii remote, mm-hmm. and it had, like, this double layer thing kind of going on, where it's, like, you'd have the person, and then just, like, it'd be, like, a partial shadow of that person underneath it. Yeah. And it was very hard to pay attention to that, because it made the world look really blurry. Mm-hmm. Um, but they fixed that, like, pretty damn well, too. So, it looks wonderful, and if you guys can get your hands on it, uh, do it as soon as possible because it's not gonna last. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's it. Cool. Um, D and D news because that's also technically my segment. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's relevant. Yeah. Um. Uh, we have confirmed like four party members. Yep. And one of them already has a character, so. Yep. I don't know anything about this character except the backstory is brutal, so I'm excited. Technically, my character is ready. I just need to finish her sheet. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. We got two. And uh, I plan... Now, you didn't know about this. What I plan on doing is doing session zeros mm-hmm. with the different characters. And either like getting those session zeros to like directing them towards the story. Or having them interact with other players. Oh, okay. So, if at any point you want to you know, have that quote-unquote relationship started yeah. with another player, let me know, and we'll figure stuff out. That'll be fun. Okay. Yeah. So, good times? Yes. I'm excited to get it started. It won't be for, like, another month or two. Yep. But, like, it's it's in the process. So, I'm excited to actually start playing D&D for you guys. I know. And if you guys are uh, curious what that is, I have been putting the promo right in the middle for our breaks yeah and i will be until we get that started so you get to hear that little teaser every single time and (laughs) i got so hyped (laughs) which i'm happy to hear yeah so there's gonna be uh you get to hear me making an absolute fool of myself as a dm just because I do a lot of voices. And I, I get to bring out mine. Yeah, it's it's going to be a good time. <laughs> I'm so stoked. And I cannot wait. Yeah. Yay! Woo! Tell us your story! All right, game time. Game time. So, last week I played Sly 3. Mm-hmm. These, up, uh, these two weeks I played Sly Cooper Thieves in Time. Ooh. Yes. So, this is the fourth installment. Uh, release date... February 5th, 2013. Hmm. So many years after 3 came out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, we were like 18. Yes. I was, yeah. I was still 17 at this point. my youth. (laughs) I was still 17 at this point when this game came out. Oh, right. Yep. You're younger than me. So the genre is action-adventure stealth platformer. 
as the other games have been. The developer, uh, Sucker Punch, did drop this game, as I mentioned in the last one, to work on the Infamous series. Mm -hmm. So, Samaritan Games picked this one up. Okay. And I'm not entirely sure what other games they've worked on. Their symbol is, like, a green monkey. Is that like the... Like a chimpanzee with, like, a plus and a minus as the eyes. Okay. Yeah, no, it, it starts with a monkey screeching, and it Three. startles me every single time. Yes. Three monkeys screeching. Every single time. But, yeah, it's... Uh, they're a good company. I like them. Uh, publisher, Sony Computer Entertainment, as it has been. Ooh. Yeah, so systems, uh, PS3 and PS Vita is what they were, were originally released for. Um, it is on PS4 and I assume 5, I don't know yet, with uh, PS Now. So, and that's the only way you can play it on the next-gen consoles is with PS Now by via streaming. We just got that. Yeah. So many more opportunities, guys. <laughs> so, a synopsis from the Sly Cooper fandom site. Uh, it is a super short, short description, but it gets the point across. It'll be in the show notes. Mm-hmm. I'll send it to you after this because I forgot to. I kind of figured. I was yeah. like, I didn't get a random email. <laughs> yeah. So, Sly Cooper Thieves in Time is a stealth action platforming video game based or developed by Sanzaro Games and published by Sony Interactive Entertainment. It was released... I already fucking read this. It's the fourth video game entry in Sly Cooper series. It's. I didn't realize that it just repeated what I was going to say. So, set, set right after the events of Sly 3 Honor Among Thieves, Thieves in Time continues the adventures of the Cooper gang. Bentley, the current keeper of the Thievish Raccoonus, notices that the pages of the book are disappearing. He must get the gang back together in order to travel through time to stop whoever is threatening the existence of the cooper legacy okay i love how like the last one they were like let's get the gang together by getting all the bad guys together and it's great and this time it's like let's get the gang together to change time no to save time well still yeah changing and saving time are no different (laughs) at this point yeah (laughs) so uh major side note before i start uh this game is significantly shorter than the rest of the game so yeah true Get, get ready for that. It's uh, This is a short episode this week. <laughs> Yay! So, uh, all right, with that out of the way, let's get into the episodes. Got it. Not, not this episode, the episodes of the game. <laughs> <laughs> so, I will do what I always do and explain the setting, boss, all that good stuff. A uh, quick note before that, the whole premise of this game is going back in time to stop the erasing of the Thievius Raccoonus. So, you'll be meeting a bunch of the different Cougar... Uh, Cougar! Cougar! <laughs> Cooper Ancestors, which is cool as fuck. Um, let's see. So, yeah, you'll meet a lot of the ones that were mentioned in previous games being like, oh, you met, or you learned this technique from this ancestor, like, as a part of the page of the Thievius Raccoonus. So you go back in time and meet ones that have been mentioned before. That's kind of awesome, though. Yeah. So, uh, first up is the prologue, promptly named Paris Prologue, because you're in Paris, and it's the prologue. Super original. Yes. So, uh, this once again teaches you how to play the game. However, you are not introduced to the big bad until much later. So, yeah, you're in the dark for now. Uh, the main enemies here are these, like, mice with, uh, has, like, gas masks, and they have, like, these weird guns that shoot like plague mice yeah plague mice yeah essentially just radioactive shit everywhere yeah 
and radioactive plague mice. Yeah. That sounds like something out of Chernobyl. See, here's the thing. <laughs> they have this weird gun that shoots a green gas that hurts you, and that will make sense when you under when you find out who the big bad is. Okay. You're just kind of like, oh, that's, why are these mice in like gas masks and shooting green gas? It makes sense. Okay. Yeah. So you're breaking into a museum mm-hmm. to get a um, ancient dagger, Japanese dagger. Okay. To help to input it into Bentley's time machine to go to the like essentially first section of the Thievius Raccoonus. Oh. Yeah. Okay, so they're stealing artifacts in order to go to the correct point in time. They are just stealing the one for now to start the process of going back in time. Okay. Yes. So, uh, once you put it into the time machine via cutscene, uh, it sends you to the first episode. Taking place in 1603 AD, feudal Japan. Oh, shit. The episode is named Turning Japanese. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> what? Like the song? Sure. You know you know that song refers to masturbation, right? Then I'm going to guess no. Turning Japanese, I think I'm turning Japanese. Nope, definitely not. <laughs> so, Turning Japanese has you as the Cooper gang. Sorry. Trying to help uh, Cooper ancestor Ryoichi Cooper. Ryoichi is both a master ninja and master sushi chef. Okay. He uses his sushi chef prowess to hide that he is a ninja and thief. I mean, cool. I get that. Yeah. But, come on. It's Japanese. You're a ninja and you're a sushi chef? Well, hey, in the game world, he invented sushi. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, he's the one that did it, so... Clever raccoon. Yeah. (laughs) So, um... (laughs) This episode's antagonist is El Jefe. Okay. A, uh, he's this weird, like, Bengal tiger. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, and he's, like, this, uh, former mercenary commander crime lord type guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's, his name's El Jefe, and he does speak Spanish, so he's, like, the Colombian crime lord. He's the Colombian tiger. Yeah. All right. Named El Jefe. He's the boss. He's El Tigre, El Jefe. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, got it. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> uh, most of the episodes end with, oh yeah, most of the episodes end with the antagonist stealing the ancestors' canes, delivering it to the big bad, and then you beat the shit out of the antagonist. Fair enough. That's literally what fucking happens. So. Seriously? That's it? Sorry, yeah. not to sound like, really? <laughs> yeah. All of the episodes, except for one, has like, or except for two, have eight jobs in them. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, may I grace people's brains for a second with yes. my ADHD thought? Sure. I just thought of an actual raccoon with a little bandana on its head actually rolling a little sushi roll. That's cute as fuck. I know. <laughs> Ryoichi is adorable. Like, the way he looks, they designed him. Mm-hmm. He's like, he literally looks like a Japanese raccoon. That's kind of adorable. Oh, he's scruffy. Aww. And then he's got a little hood on. Raccoon dog. You saw him. Mm-hmm. During the weird rhythm game in this where Murray 
dresses yes. up as the geisha to distract the guards. Oh, right. That is him. That's, That's Ryoichi. Yeah, because you kept mentioning it. It's like, did you see him in the crowd? And I was like, no, I couldn't see him in the crowd. And then in the cutscene, he pops up and he just looks over at the guards like, what the fuck? Yeah, that was, that was weird. <laughs> Fun fact. Murray, I looked this up. Is the only is he's super cool with cross dressing. Like Murray is a cross dresser. He gets excited about it later in the game. I mean, awesome. Yeah, so he's the only one in the Cooper gang to cross dress. I will say his dance moves during that thing were phenomenal. Were fucking weird. Yeah. Cause they anytime you pressed a button, it would suddenly change moves in the middle of a dance move. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know. The song was great. The song was great. Yeah. Yeah, I will not deny that. That was, like, the majority of anything I saw, because you were like, I, I think I sat down and you were like, shit, not another rhythm game. And I was like, I think this one's easier, but... It was. It was significantly easy, significantly easier, but yeah. it was also weirdly challenging. <laughs> like, yeah. <sighs> so, uh, Ryuichi is the creator of the Spire Jump. Okay. That move, that, uh, the little pop vinyl oh, where little, he... Uh... Uh, yeah, when he jumps on pointy things. Yes, and lands and doesn't on doesn't get them. hurt. Yes. Cool. So, uh, Ryoichi's ability focuses on being able to quickly jump between spire jump points. It's kind of awesome. So, he lands on them, he charges up, and can literally just fly across the room to the next one. That is awesome. Yes, further than Sly could ever jump. It's still pretty fucking awesome. Yeah. So, uh, this episode is set up like an old Japanese village with like all the cool architecture there's bamboo that you can climb up and just overall a really cool design Mm -hmm. I personally really enjoyed it it has the uh oh god what is the name of the like pagoda pagoda yes it has like that style of buildings Mm -hmm. and shit it's so cool all right moving on to the next episode go yeah go west young raccoon so he is Japanese and okay yep no I got it it's cool it makes sense it makes sense historically what do you mean it's possible that his ancestors started in Japan they got transferred over to the wild west for slave labor oh yeah and then his family were just like no we're already badasses yeah so yep nope it makes Mm -hmm. sense it's it's canonical so this takes place in 1884 a.d old west united states yep where you help the greatest outlaw to exist tennessee kid cooper that's kind of a great name yes you help him break out of jail and get his gold back is it weird that I kind of want to name a kid Cooper just because of this fucking game? That's fair. I'm down. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so he's his whole thing is uh, with all of your ancestors end up being caught in one way or another. I mean, that's normal. And it's like they weren't supposed to because they're the greatest thieves, but who's ever fucking with the timeline just knows where they're going to be. So they fucking. Yeah. Yeah. So they catch them and like, oh, they're in jail now. It's fucking stupid. Yeah, so then it would erase them from history as being, you the know. The greatest thieves. Yeah. That's so, terrible. Yeah, it it is. <laughs> so cool thing about Tennessee is his cane is actually a repeater rifle. So oh. instead of being a normal hook cane that like a lot of them have, mm-hmm. his is actually a gun. I love that. And then it flips around and there's the cane hook. I love that. Yeah. Oh my god. It's fucking awesome. That's actually pretty damn cool. 
Yeah, so his whole thing is shooting. Like, that is, he can go into slower events. It kind of reminds me of Red Dead Redemption, like the slow down time thing. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, he's fucking cool. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Um, it is said in earlier games he has revolvers mm -hmm. instead of having the I can imagine, repeater. like, two, like, mini canes. Yeah. Of revolvers. Yeah. That's adorable. Well, it was really cool how the pistol was, or the revolver was explained because it was a normal revolver and then the bottom like hooked around back towards the thing so he would be able to spin it around. That's And awesome. like hook onto things and hold on to like the barrel of the gun. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, in game. Can you imagine how hot that is? Yeah. In game, he mentions that he got an upgrade. So it is canonical that. They're like, where's your repeaters? And he's like, well, I got an upgrade. And it's the repeater, so. Okay, cool. It makes sense. Plus, I love how he holds it. When you're not aiming down sight, he holds it by, like, just where the uh, bullet chamber, because it is a repeater, so it's got, like, the revolver chamber. Okay. Right past that is where the barrel starts. That's where he holds it. I love that. And he just runs around. Yeah, it's fucking, he's cool. <laughs> Uh, let's see. The main antagonist here is quote-unquote Sheriff Toothpick. An armadillo mob boss dude turned Old West Sheriff who hates loud noises. Toothpick. Yes. I, uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, armadillo Toothpick. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, we're good. Going. <laughs> so the episode is literally set up like a small Wild West village like that's separated in the middle via ravine and connected via bridge, train okay. bridge. So um, I will say this one is bland in comparison to the other in this game because of how open and just barren it is because you're in the desert. Yeah. And there's like a few buildings, but it's all right. It's just flat. Yeah, I mean it's Buildings. it's a nice setting. Like it's it works perfectly for the old west setting, mm -hmm. but it's like in comparison, it's like this eh. is dull. Yeah. Also, sorry for hitting that book. <laughs> you gonna oh, hear it? Excuse thunk. But um, moving on to next episode, mm -hmm. which is Clan of the Cave Raccoon. Cave. Taking place in 10,000 BC Australia. Uh, we went backwards? Yeah. Significantly. Where you meet a never-before-mentioned ancestor, a cave raccoon. What? The first ever Cooper. Uh-oh. So this the Coopers like start... Neanderthal kind of thing, That's exactly it? what it is. Uh, I mean, evolution-wise... Does not make sense, but... He doesn't... Uh, he is, like, big, looks like stereotypical caveman, like, ooh. Mm -hmm. But then he's got, like, a raccoon tail. He looks like a caveman raccoon. That's funny, though. Yeah. I'm and, just saying that, like, time-wise, it would be millions of years, not yes. just 10,000 BC. Yeah. But... It's a game. I know. <laughs> yeah. I know, I know, I know. They were canonical for, like, two things. Yeah. At least time-wise, that would make sense. And then it was just like, where? Yeah. So uh, you go from Australia, Neanderthal, up to Japan, over to the west, and then, like, there's a few others. Yeah, the the migration makes sense. Yes. Like, it does in a really strange way. But yes. it's, it's just funny how it's like, you're basically native Tanzanian, 
and then now you're Japanese, mm-hmm. and then you were at some point guaranteed a slave. Yeah. Because that's the only reason most Asian people were transferred over to the United States. Well, just wait. There's more. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> so, uh... <coughs> I choked on my spit. Sorry. As he said, he's the first ever Cooper. His name is extremely <laughs> difficult to pronounce. Mm-hmm. Do you need to pause? Nope. I'm okay. just dying. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, like, it just goes into... It says speaks gibberish. Uh, like, trying to pronounce his name. Yeah, I mean, fair so, enough. So, uh, they just call him, the gang literally just calls him Bob. They're <laughs> like, can I just call you Bob? And he's like, he grunts, he like makes noises, and then the subtitle says, yeah, that works. <laughs> so it's literally like the guru from the last game. Oh my god! Where he makes random noises, but they can still understand him. Why is it somewhat like, I, I don't know... I, I like how they did this one because the way he's grunting mm-hmm. sounds like he's trying to pronounce the words. I mean, that's at least something instead of... Just, ha, da, da, da. Yeah, yeah, that. And then just being like, yeah, no, we understand you. It's like, yeah. oh, I'm pretty sure that's not cool, dude. Yeah. So uh, his whole ability is being able to climb on sheer cliffs and walls and all that good stuff. So he's... Still pretty awesome. Yeah, he's a climber because he, his, he was tasked with... Stealing pterodactyl eggs oh, oh. for his village. That's actually pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, wrong time-wise, yeah. but still. So, the main antagonist here is the Grizz. A, a, a grizzly bear. Yeah. I actually, think. I think he's a black bear, but his name is the Grizz. I think, if I'm remembering. It's okay. Yeah. It's not the first thing they got wrong yeah. in this game. <laughs> so he's a graffiti artist turned rapper slash criminal slash ice skater wannabe? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. He's fucking, fucking, Yuri on ice. he's fucking weird. His fight is like a half, you beat the shit out of him, half rhythm game. So it's really fucking weird. That is fucking weird. Yeah. So uh, the really cool thing about this episode is the layout. It looks like a really just icy cavern type place with a small caveman huts everywhere. And like carved stone shaped like uh, the Cooper symbol hanging from what I call street poles. Even though they're obviously not street pole. Yeah. They're just posts with like horns on them. Okay. And then hanging from the horns is stone Cooper symbols. Still cute. So it's still like the Cooper are make the Coopers are like, oh, this is our symbol. You this know, this is us. Yeah. So it's just it's a really cool layout because it's like, oh, uh, fucking ten thousand BC Australia ice makes sense. You know, being just iceberg type type. Yeah. Thing. It doesn't, but yeah. It would. Ice Age? Yes. It would take over Australia? I need to look into that. Okay. I feel like that would be incorrect. Okay, sure. I'm, because that's around the age of Pangaea, and Australia wouldn't be a thing. 10,000 BC? I don't think would be Pangaea. We can look it up afterwards. I'm still telling you about the... Quit looking it up, please. I'm curious now. <laughs> okay. Uh, up next is the longest episode in this game with a whopping nine jobs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where every single other one has eight, this one has nine. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I, one more. Yeah. 
So, taking place in 1301 AD. 1301, okay. England. All right. It is titled Of Mice and Mechs. <laughs> yeah. So, here you are assisting Sir Galleth Cooper. Because he's been captured and turned into a jester for the circus. Aw. Yeah. Um, I, I love him because he's so over the top. <laughs> he's like... Here, uh, hence and forthwith. Hence and forthwith. He says that. I think it's funny because uh, when was Shakespeare around? Do you know? I, th I think around that time. Okay. Because he was the one who pretty much originated the English language as we speak it. Yeah. So a lot of the words he probably was using, they would not understand. Yes. They would be like, is that an S or an F? Uh, well, that's an S. How would you know? It yeah. looks like an F. <laughs> Sussex so, looks like Fuffick. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the thing about Sir Galleth is he's less uh, stealthy than like the rest of the Coopers. He's clumsy. No, he's in metal armor. Oh. And he's full gung ho. I must charge at the enemy. Like that's his whole thing. <sighs> Calm his, down. Yeah, he's fucking awesome. Calm down. Uh, let's see. His ability is using his lance cane, so it looks like a, a full-on lance, but at the end, it's a cane. It's That's the... kind of adorable. He's, I love that. Yeah. It's it's great. So he uses this to propel himself upwards on hook jumps, which is something Sly can do. Mm -hmm. And this is something he learned from this ancestor in the Thievius Raccoonus. Except uh, Galith can do it like way higher than Sly can. Like, he fucking charges up and, like, shoots That's up. awesome, though. Yeah. He's got a really cool ability. I love how, like, the leaps and bounds and jumps and everything are just that much more with the original. Yeah, they're just like, oh, he, Sly can do these. Yeah. Like, he can climb shit and Let he can... Let me show you how to really He can it. spire jump, he can do the hook jumps, but he can't... He can do the rail slides that, um... Tennessee kid can, mm -hmm. but Tennessee, like, across these rails. Yeah. Because he did that to catch trains. Yeah, like I said, it's I love how it's, like, with the originals, they are just above and beyond. Yeah, and because then, they created it. Exactly. Yeah. But then you have Sly, who basically got a watered-down version of yes. it. And he's just like, oh, that's right, like, that's good enough. It's still amazing what he can do. It's yeah. just... Not godlike like the other ones. I know, exactly. Yeah. So it's obvious, it shows that he's still learning what he's doing, whereas yeah. these guys have perfected their own thing. He's learning everything. He also technically lost his cap, not his capability, lost his one way into perfecting those even more with losing his parents. Yes. So he, by becoming an orphan, it's like he had to learn. Via book, self-taught. Yeah, yeah, which if, I wonder if they had allowed his parents to live even with like, what's his name, clockwork? Yes. To be like a thing. I am greater. Yeah, yeah. regardless. Yeah. I wonder if it's like, he still would have been like more amazing. Or it, if they it's were, possible, yeah. They could have taken like a timeline to see if that would have happened. Oh shit, that'd be crazy. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. But, um... Sly Cooper theories. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I do want to say there is a really funny line with Sir Galleth. Mm -hmm. At one point he said, We shall stop the plague that is infecting this land. And Bentley goes, 
you can focus on that at a later time. Mentioning the Black Plague. <laughs> As if they won't get infected if it happens. Yeah, but, like, it's funny because the way he says... He's talking about the main antagonist. Mm-hmm. As like, oh, I'll stop the plague. And they're just like, yeah, worry about that. We're focusing on the bad guy. This now, that later. Yeah, and they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> who was this guy? Yeah. Who, who invited him? So this episode is designed like a medieval village. <laughs> Every D&D player's dream, honestly. <laughs> Fair. Yes. So the main antagonist here is the Black Knight. Uh, okay. Which the name immediately pointed me to, like, who it could be. Mm -hmm. And I was right. Because there's a character in the third game that goes under a different persona when you first meet them. It has black in the name. Okay. The Black Baron. Uh, uh? So, yeah, uh, the person controlling the suit is Penelope. You know, the fuck Penelope. Yeah, Bentley's now ex girlfriend. They broke up in a very heartbreaking twist. Oh, sorry. He uh, she got captured by the bad guy, mm -hmm. and he Bentley spent all this time. He's like, "Where's Penelope?" And then she turns out to be helping the bad guy. Oh, yeah. It's heartbreaking. And um, that actually is heartbreaking. Yeah, she believes that Sly's code is truly evil, but not the guy trying to erase Time. Sly's history. Yeah, not evil at all. So yeah, it's an an awesome turn or twist of fate. Uh, she's like talking to Bentley. He finally comes literally out of his shell to be like confident again, mm -hmm. and he makes a mech to beat the shit out of her mech that she's in yeah and he's just like we could have been great bam like <laughs> and she's like we could have been great and he's like it's not about the money it kind of is but like it's about code of honor see and it's funny because you mentioned uh the black knight and my mm -hmm. brain was just like monty python is he gonna lose limbs sounds like it Funny enough, she gets into a, a, like, she backs the mech into a giant, like, suit of armor. Yeah. And you have to destroy the shit out of, um, the, uh, like, his arm, the mech's arms. <laughs> so you break off both arms at one point. Tis but a flesh wound. <laughs> I had worse. You liar! <laughs> you haven't got any arms. You cut your legs off. <laughs> <laughs> Ready to move on? Oh, uh, yeah. All right. So up next is 40 Thebes. Okay. Uh, the last of the time-traveling missions, taking place in 1001 A.D. Uh, Arab? Uh, how... A-R-A-B? Yeah, but, like, I forget I wrote uh, A-R-A-B-I, but that's not... Arabia. That's what Arabia? it is. Arabia? Okay. Yes. So, in 1001 AD, Arabia. Okay. Here you are helping Salim al-Kupar. Ha! Yes. Sorry, that's great. Yeah, arguably the oldest Cooper in terms of age when you meet him. Clearly. He's like, he's got a white mustache, or mustache and goatee. Aw. Yeah. That's kind he's of adorable. Fucking adorable. He's got the turban. He's got the puffy pants. He's... I love how they just kind of kept migrating. Yeah. They're literally everywhere. 
are raccoons literally everywhere? I, I have so many philosophical questions <laughs> now to answer. However, I did answer the Ice Age one for me, and we're good. Cool. All right. So, <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, he is a master thief mm-hmm. who can climb faster than most living things, which is pretty cool. But uh, he's at this point in his timeline, he is essentially just trying to enjoy retirement because he's old and oh. and literally every other cooper or uh, thief in his group mm-hmm. has gone on to retirement except for like three so Fair you enough. help him rescue those three and then they all go into retirement oh yeah it's pretty fucking cool that is super nice yeah That's so cooper nice he's upset with me (laughs) so uh the main antagonist here is miss decibel an elephant with a trumpet in her stuck in her trunk that she uses to hypnotize people she's a music snob that like it's more like a music snot yeah (laughs) uh that like during a recital people were like boo you fucking suck and this was when she was a kid and she threw a tantrum and the trunk went up and fell into her trunk the trumpet yeah i said the trunk yeah the trumpet falls into her trunk oh and then she's just pissy and she's like my music is the greatest and it's like "Mm." you make snot music yeah She's, she's she's not great. So uh, this level is uh, designed like an ancient Arabian village. Okay. Um, like. Are we talking like Aladdin? Yes. Okay. Yes. It's not really ancient Arabian, but that's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, a thousand and one is still pretty ancient. I feel like there is a. Arabian story, Arabian themed story that starts with a thousand and one. Maybe. And I feel like it's like on the tip of my tongue and I don't know right. why. It's just there. Well, uh, I will say a little downside to this level is there are these like little crabs mm-hmm. that will run up to you and just fuck your shit up. Crabs in the middle of a desert. Yes. All right. There is an ocean nearby. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, um. It's a game. It doesn't have to make sense. Yeah, or I guess there's water nearby. Then. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, like, for this is what happened. I was like, ooh, sneaky, gonna just, you know, start stealing some stuff from the guards, start pickpocketing them, yeah. and then a crab would run up and hit me. Oh. Like, it would pinch me, and that would send me flying into the guard, and the guard would be like, what the? And, like, beat the shit out of me, so. Ow. These fucking crabs pissed me off. I would also be pissed. Like, I'd just be... I wouldn't even see one. I'd just be like, ooh, sneaky. Ah! <laughs> fucking crab. My fucking deadliest catch where the guy got pinched in the crotch. Yep. <laughs> Except Yikes. this was in the fucking heel. Either way. <laughs> yeah. Unpleasant. So, yeah. It was mm, not great. Unpleasant. So, uh, finally, it's the Paris epilogue. Hmm. Where you take on the big bad. You've been introduced to him by this point. Okay. But I haven't, obviously. So, uh, his name is Le Paradox. Sorry. He's a French skunk. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> He's Le Paradox, the French skunk. Yes. Fucking Pepe Le Pew up in here. Literally. Do you understand the rat's guns now? Yes. That's yeah. terrible. Yes. 
He's so stinky. <laughs> so, uh, so many things make sense. Yeah. His whole thing is he was trying to erase the Cooper legacy because his family was trying to do a heist and then blame it on the Coopers. But the Coopers did the heist first. Ah. Right in front of them. Oh. And essentially put them to shame. I feel like, okay, that's that's excessive. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, instead of being like, all right, let's beat him to the next one. He's like, I'm just going to destroy their lineage. See, the thing is he's destroying their lineage and then he uh, uses the time traveling thing to plant things in the past mm-hmm. to help him in the present oh. to be like, he's doing a grand time heist. Yeah, no, I get it. It's just one of those, it's a bit excessive. Yes. I get being able to want to be like, yeah, so let me at least kill one of your family members to just be like, well, line's over. Yeah. No, let me destroy your entire legacy. All of it. Yeah. (laughs) Too much. So, uh, let's see, you fight him on his time machine blimp. Because that's what he's using to time machine. Of course it is. Yeah, why not? (laughs) A skunk with a blimp. Who would have thought? <laughs> Kindred bird? No. Uh. No. <laughs> no. So, before you take control of Sly in the final battle, you play as all of the ancestors in succession. Okay. Which is really fucking cool. Uh, here you go through obstacles designed for specific ancestors, and you make it to one of each of their canes. Once you do this, the previous Cooper returns to their time period. So, like, Ryoichi is the first you play as him the most in this mission. Mm-hmm. You go, you get your cane, you hop down, fight some enemies, and then you go hop and get Bob's cane. Okay. Drop, Ryoichi goes back in time, says, like, see you later. See ya. And then Bob gets uh, Salim's cane, okay. I think. And then Salim gets Galith's, and then Galith's gets Tennessee. Okay. And then Tennessee's freeze uh he frees sly okay from paradox's thing by shooting the fucking glass container that he's in that's pretty he's just, cool. and he's like well time for me to go see you and then he just disappears <laughs> i kind of love that though. yeah so like, it's, well you said it right i'm out yeah it's it's a really cool like succession of things because you go through it's literally the buildup of how you've been playing as all of the different characters that's awesome yeah so, uh, the final battle is, uh, as you're fighting Sly against Skunky Boy in this weird quick time event. It's alright, like, you just have to hit the buttons when they show up. Okay, So, yeah. like, X, square, circle, 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 triangle, mash square now. Fair enough. Yeah, it's not the best boss fight, in my opinion. It's kind of dull. There's, like, no strategy to it. You yeah. It's kind of... Push the buttons quickly! The thing that happens that's cool is he's trying to send you just whirling through time for eternity. That was his whole thing, trapping you and Carmelita in the case. Got it. And, uh, like, he accidentally punches a hole in the, the like, slip space, essentially. Mm-hmm. So the whole blimp's about to go Ooh. into the past. And while you're on the machine, it actually goes into the time machine. Mm-hmm. And you're just, like, in this time tunnel. With, like, shit just flying past you. It's it's a really cool, like, scene. And then the last part has you chasing him up the blimp that's on fire. <laughs> and then you beat the shit out of him, and he falls into the water. <laughs> it's just... Let's run up a blimp that's on 
fucking fire. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, the ending cutscene explains that Le Paradox was found. Cool. However, Sly never was. Okay. Hinting that he teleported with the blimp. He wasn't able to make it off. Oh, no. And is somewhere in history. But nobody knows where. Oh, because no. nothing was said as to where he went. What? Yeah. He just, with the blimp. I, I my jaw is dropped. Sorry. And I... it's saying that everybody, um, you know, Bentley's looking for him. Murray is, became a professional wrestler to keep his physique and strength up for when they find Sly. Aww. Dimitri, instead of disco dancing like he usually does, he will turn off his radio and just cry. Oh. And Carmelita goes into the water searching for clues about Sly. She finds a picture of Sly and her where Aww. he kisses her and she's surprised. It's really cute. Oh. Yeah. Paradox gets locked up in a very special cell that cannot release scent. <laughs> Sorry, that's great. Yep. <laughs> also, that's really sad. What the fuck? Yeah, so uh, this in turn hints at another game, which is said to be released in 2022. So, oh, shit. it's supposed to deal again with time traveling. It's happening. Yeah. So, time to move on to my favorites. Okay. Favorite episode is of Mice and Max. It's, it's just so good. Okay. The setting, the characters, it makes my DM heart happy. Fair. It's just funny. Galith is fucking hilarious. <laughs> he's, he's extra in a yeah, way. Yeah, <laughs> just leading up. the whole. There's a whole circus mission where you're going through the big top and you have to go across the trapeze shit. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of fun. I feel like that would be. Yeah. Uh, my favorite ancestor is Tennessee Kid Cooper. And not just because he's voiced as... Or voiced by... Uh, Sam Regal. Mm -hmm. <laughs> He's just a sharpshooter cowboy. And just overall, just a fun character to play as. Tyler loves cowboy shit. Yeah, cowboy shit, baby. All of it. Yeehaw. <laughs> Yee, and I cannot stress this enough, haw. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite boss, uh, it's either, it's, I mean, they're all kind of, Got their own things. I want to say it's El Jefe because his boss fight is actually super epic. Good. Because you're sly and you're going up on these tall towers and he uses fire and lightning to try and fuck you up. It does sound fun. And he's it's just a cool setting because like at one point I think it starts raining. Mm -hmm. It's just awesome. Plus it's in Japan in a in the mountains. No, that would be fun actually. Yeah. So uh, they did bring back clue bottles. Okay. For each episode. It's pretty nice. Not each job, obviously, but each episode and the uh, things that you get in the safes after collecting all the bottles is something that actually helps each member of the team out instead of just Sly. Mm. So, pretty cool. Uh, they also brought, uh, brought back treasure, like that was in Sly 2, mm -hmm. where you had a time limit to get it back to the uh, safe house. Okay. Yeah, and then you get money and some cool shit. That's awesome. They also implemented a new collectible, Sly Masks, that are hit, hidden in every mission and on every, like, uh, episode ho hub world. Mm -hmm. uh, they're just little collectibles that once you do enough, you unlock, like, little special extras. Like, it'll turn your paraglider camo. Sly okay. will get a, a, like, mock Batman suit. Murray will get a scuba suit. Mm -hmm. It's just really... 
It's just random things that you get it's in like there. It's like a customization thing that you absolutely love. Yeah. Except it's just, it's like little, just little cheap things. Still. Yeah. So it's a lot of fun. So uh, every episode you get a costume that fits the theme of the episode. These are for Sly. Uh, to get these, you either steal pieces of it, like you actually pickpocket them, you find supplies, or you even go to jail. That's how you get one of the oh. things for breaking out, Tennessee Kid. Uh, heads up, these are all given through early episode jobs, and they all range in what they help you do. My personal favorite is the archer costume, which is in Sir Gallus level. Okay. Uh, because Sly gets dressed up like Robin Hood, and you get a bow, and you'll go around to these little, like, uh, barrels of arrows yeah. with rope, and you launch it at targets that you get to control the arrow while it's flying through the air. That's awesome. And it creates an air, a place for you to... Uh, walk across. Oh, that is nice, actually. Yeah, so it's it's a super cool costume. Uh, quick warning. Some of the jobs slash hacks that, you know, Bentley does um, in this game rely on the tilt controls on PlayStation 3 or the PlayStation controllers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so make sure you're not a big dummy like me and <laughs> get a controller that can actually do that because I was playing with a... Uh, Wired. A wired controller doesn't fucking work, so yeah. No, it doesn't. Uh, yeah, at first I was doing that, didn't work, so you literally get stuck on a mission if you can't do it. Like, there is a hack that Bentley does where you have to tilt a ball to get around a map. Mm-hmm. And if you can't do that, there's no other way to, like, work that. Yeah, I saw, so. like, very, very little of it, and I, I didn't understand what you were talking about. Um, and I was worried that it was, like, super far in, where you were just, like... Oh, no, it was in Ryoichi's area, so... So, that was good to know, because it's, like, okay, at least we got that handled sooner than later, because otherwise it would have been one mission in, and you wouldn't have been able to finish the game. Yeah. But I remember seeing that and being, like, oh, you actually have to move the fucking thing. Yep. And it's not just a little... No, it is a full rotation. Yes. And it, a lot of the game relies on it, so... Yeah. Get ready for that. So, <laughs> um, after playing through the entirety of the game, I am even more excited for the possible expansion of the Sly Cooper universe. I really hope in the next game they bring in new Cooper ancestors. Like, there's one, yes. that, there's one that's a pirate that's a female. I want them to bring in a female Cooper ancestor. Are they going to do, like, a Bonnie and Bonnie situation? I have no clue. I haven't heard anything about this game besides when it's coming out. You know who Anne Bonny is, right? I believe so. She married Calico Jack. Yes. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> On the same page. That's yes. what matters. They also, like, there's a Cooper that was mentioned in a previous game that uh, wasn't mentioned, or, yeah, not even mentioned in this game, mm-hmm. who flies planes. What? Yeah, and his cane is the propellers. <gasps> it's two hooks. I love that. Yeah. And I'm like, they need to bring him in. Please? They need to bring him. They need to bring in the pirate Cooper. They need to bring in... They have so much possibility. I want to see all of them. They can just bring in Coopers that have never been mentioned. Is Imagine it... if they bring in Sly's dad. Like, I was going to say, like, if they brought in Sly's dad or made it so that it was canonical that he fell into the area where his dad was, like, in his prime. Yeah. And... Connor Cooper? That'd be fucking sick. Oh, my God. I think I'd cry. Yeah. Like, just for the sheer fact that he'd get to see his dad and meet him as an adult. Yeah. That would be so sweet. Yeah, it'd be fucking awesome. And there's, 
like I said, so many chances for them to just throw in random, be like, oh yeah, this guy does this shit. Yeah, I know. Like it'd be, it'd be awesome. Like you could meet a gangster that his hat is the mine because that was a move in the first game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just like his hat is a mine, except he can fucking launch him or some shit. Be like a gold rush era guy. Well, that was kind of Tennessee. Uh, yeah, but he was more like a rail building. No, true. I I feel like the true gold miner, like... There's gold in them hills. Literally, like, having gone into He puts TNT in his hat and just throws it. Yes. (laughs) I would love that. He has to Take be, this, sucker! He has to be, like, a little crazy. I, he, I would love that. He's Tennessee Kid's dad. Yes. <laughs> Just one of those guys who's like, you're crazy, I'm going to the West. And then he goes West. And just gets rich. And he gets rich off of not only gold mining, but being fucking insane. And blowing people up. That's my goal now. <laughs> yep. All right, so, uh, overall... Even though the story wasn't really explained, like, at all. Nope. It doesn't get explained until super late in the game. Uh, I loved it. I did enjoy it. It was very cool. Uh, The whole meeting Ancestors part was cool and fun and very fresh to the series. Mm Because they always mentioned it. They never had you meet any of the Ancestors. Yeah. And going to their time periods and meeting them, really fucking cool. I'd imagine so. Yeah. Uh, there were parts of the game that were frustrating, but that's, they were far and few between. Mm-hmm. While I will say it's not the best Sly Cooper game, it's still just an enjoyable game overall. I will say this, it is easier than the other games. That's good. So, if your kid's getting frustrated on, like, the first, second, and third game, throw him into the fourth and he'll have an easier time. Yeah. Yeah. It It's a very relaxing game in comparison they'll have a reason except for the crabs those shit will <laughs> fuck you up <laughs> they'll have an easier time yeah so i'll honestly give this game a 7.5 which is not a bad rating no not at all yeah comparatively yeah no yeah. <sighs> i i i'm sad to see the cooper family leave yep, our me podcasting too. feed but like yeah. i'm so happy that we went through them uh, I got to know Sly Cooper a little bit more than I did mm-hmm. at first, and it's not like I didn't know anything about Sly Cooper at all. It's just yeah. I never played the games. I was never nostalgic for them. I was such a Nintendo kid. Um, the only true like PlayStation exclusives that, that I loved were God of War. Yeah. And, and Jack and Daxter. And Jack loved. and Daxter. Yeah. I fucking love Jack and Daxter. Yeah. I, I was more Ration and Clank and Sly Cooper and Spyro. But... I was definitely Team Jack and Daxter because mm-hmm. I grew up on that. And I think we had the Daxter game for the PSP. That, fair and enough. that was just fun for yeah. us. Yeah, and going through this series actually allowed me to finally get to Sly 3 and this one and actually complete them. Yeah. Because I had never done that. When I was younger, I couldn't get past the mugshot, uh, the... Where you're in Holland in three. Oh, okay. I could never do that. I could never beat it. Sometimes it just takes time. Yeah. And then there was Sly, uh, Sly 4 back in the day. I just kind of got bored uh, at Bob's part. Yeah. And it had been so long since I played it that I completely forgot that there was two other parts before Bob. <laughs> I thought he was the second episode. And that's so bad. And I was just like, what the fuck? When did I, I forget this? Yeah, I was like, I don't even remember playing the Tennessee Kid part. 
I remember Ryoichi slightly, but his whole story about being a sushi chef, didn't remember at all. Oh my gosh. So it was a new experience for me, except well, for meeting Bob. Still, that's awesome. Yeah. It's The fact that you can still learn something new from a game that's the age that it currently is. And yeah. Has a series, been. even. Yeah. Yeah. But to relive them and relive them as an adult and be able to play them as an adult is completely different. And, and actually beat them. And, yeah. Yeah. And find it much more exciting. Um yeah, I liked it. It yeah. was it was a fun series, and I can't wait to see what you do next. I haven't decided yet, but I've already decided on my next book. So, woo! Uh, that one actually is going to be split up into two, so don't worry about it. Sweet. It's actually pretty big. <laughs> it is. It is a. Hefty I'm thinking book. about doing just a standalone game for this upcoming episode. Yeah, and that's what I'm doing for the book. It's a standalone book, but I'm going to split it up because of how big it is. Eventually, I will do another series. There's one series I've been itching to get to. But we will see. I'm actually quite excited to see what that is. Anyway. Mm-hmm. So, guys, we hope you liked this episode. We sure had fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> tell us if you want to do more fairy tales. All of our links are going to be down in uh, the show notes, as per usual. Just a reminder that our email, our uh, social medias our uh, merch and our buy us a coffee are all down there you can still support us any way that you possibly can yes. um those his her their slash slash of each uh, yes. button masher or page turner are going to be permanent installations not just for our wedding yes um and i did take time to make those guys <laughs> <laughs> and of course we still have the uh rainbow page turners and button masher shirt which is going to have a donation to the trevor project forever um yes so feel free to support us uh we're still going even though we scaled back on our time things it and was more for just to help us be able to bring out the best episodes that we can yeah because it was it was we love doing this but it, it's a lot it still is a lot but... it is so hard to beat a game in a week like yeah. when i first started i was like oh this is easy and then i started going more and more and i was like life is a thing uh yeah i legitimately failed something that i never thought i would fail Mm -hmm. because i was so focused on too many things. i lost so many it was so much sleep yep i would get five hours of sleep like we like night nightly yeah that's not to say that you can compare and be like i only get four hours like we get it it's fine i get grumpy not only that he gets nauseous i do yeah he gets nauseous if he doesn't sleep plenty amount of time so i need i needed sleep dude actually needs to sleep anyway (laughs) speaking of sleep we should wrap this up yeah um so yeah follow all of our socials message us comment to us tweet us i don't care we'll respond that's how we are (laughs) and we love you guys and we hope you come back next time yes and keep on turning those pages and mashing those buttons uh bye bye guys bye